0: Welcome to Whipple's Press Box Podcast, where we discuss the latest topics in the professional world of sports. Enjoy our exclusive interviews with athletes, coaches, insiders, and fans. And now, here's your host, Gary Whipple. Four weeks ago, the Green Bay Packers appeared dead in the water. They had lost to the Detroit Lions, and their playoff hopes had seemingly faded away, but amazingly the Packer playoff hopes are alive barely greetings I'm Gary Wolfel and thanks for joining Rob Reichel and I for another fun-filled Packers podcast hello my man how are we doing young fella well I think I'm doing better than you Uh, you're you're on the uh, IR and uh, if our listeners uh, haven't heard you underwent knee surgery last week and See, that's, that's what you get for hanging around the Packers, you know, those knee problems, you know? Right, right, now, right. Now filtered into the reporting uh, core here.
1: Gary, I'll tell you what, though, and I, and I got a full replacement. I won't bore our listeners. We, we got enough Packer talk to get to, but, but, but I'll tell our listeners out there this, Gary. If they're having issues, if they're having knee pain and, and they're at the right age, don't put it off. I put it off for a long time. Don't put it off. Get it done. My surgery... And my surgeon, Dr. Matthew Bong out in the Heartland Arrowhead area it was, was a God, period. I'll just leave it at that. He's a God. <laughs> he had my knee in his hand and he, and he, and he saved it, Gary, and, and gave me the new one. And the recovery's been great. And uh, knock on wood, things will keep going going well. But you know, anybody out there that kind of struggles with daily chronic pain and, and procrastinates on this stuff and says, oh, I'll get it done later. I'll get it done tomorrow. Don't wait any longer. The sooner, the better, just, you know, get back to your regular life as, as soon as possible. And, uh, you know, that that's kind of where I'm at right now, Gary, working my way back from this stuff with uh, a lot of PT and exercises and, and things like that. And, and, uh, you know, when, when you and I go to Indy Gary in late February for the combine, we'll, we'll race each other in the 40.
0: (laughs) You know what? You'd have beat me before you had the surgery. <laughs> <before>. <laughs> I don't know about that, my friend. Oh uh, yeah, no, I, I, I'm really happy for you that you had it done because I, I saw, you know, the uh, um, amount of difficulty you had with it. So, uh, congrats, good job. I appreciate
1: that. Yeah, thank yeah. you. No, it, like like I said, I think at the end of the day, it'll be life altering. So it's uh, it, it it it's exciting. You know, people shouldn't have to whatever live their lives dramatically different just if you know if at all possible if 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 they're dealing with chronic pain and can get it somehow corrected and, and like i said i i put it off for a few years too long and I, I i should have had it done in 2018 or something like that gary but but here we are today it's it's done and can't wait to get back in the saddle and and my goal gary is to be at that uh, week 18 packer lion game right now which uh we'll get into this here momentarily but as I was breaking this thing down, Gary, that that could wind up being for a playoff spot.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's uh, we'll we'll delve into that. But uh, speaking of the Lions, remember Rob back on November sixth when the uh, Packers lost to the Lions, and nobody could fathom that. I mean, the Lions were just absolutely, you know, in most people's minds, you know, pathetic at that point. Their defense was a train wreck, and, and here. The Packers lost to the Lions, and you thought, okay, their season is on a respirator. I mean, if you can't beat the Lions, uh, the season, for all intents and purposes, is over. Uh, We talked about Jordan Love taking over the reins from Aaron Rodgers. We were talking about draft picks, and now (laughs) here we are on December 12th, and the Packers are still hanging around, and and again, it's not a slam dunk that they'll be in the playoffs. It's it's just the opposite. But the mere fact that that they're still in contention is pretty amazing. Well, Gary,
1: they got a lot of help Sunday, right? Teams like Seattle who are ahead of them, who they're going to have to chase and pass at some point in time, uh, lose a home game to a bad Carolina team, right? The, yeah. the Giants who are holding on to the number seven seed, by the skin of their teeth right now, they get walloped at home against the Eagles, uh, things like that. By by sitting around in week 14 for their bye week, you know the Packers actually picked up some ground on some, some people that they're chasing. Now, we'll get into this deeply here, I know, in a few minutes, Gary, but the odds are still extremely long. It's about a 3% chance for them right now, uh, according to footballoutsiders.com, uh, which, which does a nice job, Gary, of... Of of you know assigning a certain value, you know, and percentage to to every single game, right? Eagles, Eagles play the Texans, the Eagles have a 93% chance to win, for example, sure. right? Packers play the Vikings on a you know, in Lambo, it's probably a 50 50 game, things like that. So they mm-hmm. they break it down analytically and, and kind of come up and try to figure where everybody's gonna uh, potentially wind up when this is all said and done and what the playoff odds are. So, you know, so Green Bay. It has about a 3% chance as you and I talked today, Gary, uh, you know, the afternoon of December 12th, Gary, they're the 10 seed in the conference and even they're, they're, they're tied for the 10 seed with a, with a couple other teams. They're two and a half games back of Washington at six and the giants at seven, and they lost to both of those teams. So that's going to be an obstacle in itself. Now, The good news for green Bay is, you know, the giants and Washington are sitting there with that tie Mm -hmm. when they tied a couple of weeks back. So they're each at seven, five and one. And that, you know, in essence, that half win there at the backside of that record is probably Gary, either going to save a team like Washington or the giants and they'll beat and they'll beat somebody maybe by a half a game along the way, or it's going to cost them and they will be a half a game back. Now, Everything we're talking about, Gary, the Packers have to win out. They've got it, they're at five and eight today. They're gonna have to get to nine and eight. Eight, eight, and nine won't do them any good, I don't think, when when no. this is all no, said no. and done. No, I mean, because the Giants and and Washington, under that scenario, Gary would each only have to win one more game. To stay ahead of Green Bay. They'd finish eight, eight, and one. And I think the, the way their schedules operate. In fact, they play each other, I think, one more time still. Uh, but but they're each gonna get to at least eight, eight, and one. Uh, Green Bay has to hope that they don't get to what would it be? Nine, six, and one, nine, seven, and one, right? Because mm-hmm. we've gone to 17 games, Correct. nine, seven, and one, right? So Green Bay needs those teams above them, Gary, to lose three out of four. They've got to win out. Uh, and win the last four, which, which – I mean, I, I can't believe I'm going to say this, Gary, but it, it's not a. You, You're on
0: heavy-duty meds, so you can get it's, away with it. I, today, I, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah I, I i had this packer epiphany right when i was on my tour at all <laughs> but, i mean gary if you, i mean i haven't seen what the line yet is and, and it's i'm sure i guess it's not out yet but they're gonna be a seven to ten point favorite aren't they against the rams
0: well well, and, let's uh, we'll break down each they got four games from sure, Ra- Ramani, sure. right Let, let's break it down game by game okay yeah and let's start with the rams and Depending upon who you uh, follow here, the, the Packers are eight to eight and a half point favorites, okay? Okay. Before I forget, I, I can't forget this, Rob. You know what's going to be the highlight of the Packers-Rams game, don't you?
1: Oh, it's 2, two at well night, isn't oh, it, Oh, you know
0: me too well.
1: <laughs> Man, it's going to be a party at the Wolfel House like no tomorrow.
0: My, my favorite NFL player, he that stands, <laughs> what, five foot six and weighs about, what, 125 pounds?
1: Hey, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what, Gary is. I had a a lot of free time on my hands post surgery. I was able yeah. to, and and I was able to watch Rams, Raiders, and your boy Tutu played all right. So
0: he's got chance, Rob. I mean, he might have
1: a chance. Yep. Yeah, right. I mean,
0: he was banged up uh, last year and earlier this year, but uh, he, he's 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 electrifying. But anyways, the Packers are going to be eight eight and a half point favorites, and you know, as horrendous as the Packers' season has been. Can you imagine being a Rams fan? Yeah. They they went from champs to chumps. (laughs) I I mean, Stafford had a lousy season, and then, you know, he got hurt on top of it. and They they have to bring in Baker Mayfield, of all people, who looked actually pretty good in that game-winning drive, but he's still Baker Mayfield, right?
1: i tell you what, though, Gary. I think 98% of fans out there would trade places. I don't care who they cheer for with the Rams, because the Rams did last year what every fan base wants you to do, right? Go for it, you hopefully win a title, and everybody says, that's fine. If the checks come due, if if guys get older, if they don't have the same type of year, if you lose some people in free agency because you overspent here, there, or the other place, and you go all in and you win it, that's absolutely fine to take a three-year hit then or something like that. So even though the Rams are whatever, four and nine or something like that, Gary, as we talked today, I'm sure their fan base still says everything that's happening now was worth it because they won the title in
0: 2021. I couldn't agree with you more, but uh, I I just can't imagine. Can you think of a team that won the Super Bowl doing a free fall like the Rams did this season? I mean, they, they just fell off the map.
1: That's a great question. I'm just trying to quick rack my brain on it. Yeah, I I, I think that first 49er Joe Montana Super Bowl team in the 80s that beat Cincinnati and Boomer Asiason, or maybe it was was Ken Anderson back then, uh, early 80s. I think the next year, Gary, they came back and and that might have even been the strike shortened year. And they were well under 500, like they were a three and six or something, because you remember they only played nine games that year. But you know, it's it's incredibly rare. I mean, Super Bowl champs have a hangover; yeah. um, they usually take a step back because they lose a couple of their studs or whatever in free agency. But they because they can't pay everybody. But um, no, to to go from from champs to you know being four and nine, you know being called the Lost Angeles Rams. You know, it, it it doesn't happen real often, Gary. But, hey, it's going to be a break for Green Bay come the 19th.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, the Packers obviously had a bye week. They, they had a chance to get rested. They had a chance to, you know, study film on the Rams. I would think the Packers would cover, you know, the eight points. But if Mayfield all of a sudden, you know, thinks he's, you know, Joe Montana – who, who knows? Uh, they, they could be a formidable foe. But but again, uh, I guess I'd have to pick the Rams. How about yourself?
1: Oh, no. Great. Green Bay should roll in that game. They'll be healthy. It'll be 15 days between games because you remember that's, that's a Monday night game coming up next week uh, when, when, when they play the Rams. Gary, when Cleveland came to town last year, uh, came to Green Bay for that, for that game on Christmas. Yeah. I, I talked to a scout who told me he thought the Browns, were better than Green Bay at about 14-15 spots on the field. And and the difference and why Green Bay won the game was the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um and Baker Mayfield, if you remember, threw the ball to Green Bay a, a whole bunch of times. I think he might have had four picks that day. Um but he he kept giving it away. I mean it was it, it was Santa Baker, wasn't it? He put on that hat and that that big Santa suit, and he was he was giving gifts to the Packers all day long. I mean, and that was a two-point game, if I remember right, 26-24 or 24-22 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Green Bay does not win that game if the Browns have competent quarterback play that day. So uh if Baker has to wind up somehow starting for the Rams, I think the Packers are licking their chops. My God, he's 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 on team three now, Gary, in four or five months, six months, whatever it is. Their roster is decimated, their wide receiver group is is beat to nonsense. Their running backs are beat up. They've struggled on the offensive line all year. They've still played pretty formidable defense. Um, but no, on on Monday night next week, Gary, I would I would think Green Bay rolls in that one.
0: Okay. So you and I both chalk up a victory for the Packers, and theoretically, yep. that keeps them in the playoff after this week's action then they traveled to Miami you if we had been talking about this like a week or so ago I'd say the Packers were going to get trounced but uh, I I watched the Dolphins play the other night uh, against a good Chargers team I mean they they came to play but uh, they they handled Miami Miami pretty easily on the surface now I think Packers have a shot the only thing that's going against them in my opinion is the fact that Miami is very good at home? I think they're five and one. They're a horrible road team. I think they're like three and four on the on the road, but at home, they're pretty darn good. So, from from this perspective, I, I actually got to say, hey, the Dolphins are going to win that game.
1: Let's be honest, Gary. Miami's going to be a six point favorite or something like that sure, in that game. Sure. They? Uh, a three for being at home probably three to four five because they're they've, they've just had a better season they've been flat out better in 2022 than Green bay has uh and that's a Christmas day game I mean boy that's a fun one hey at noon on
0: Christmas hey but they're gonna be going against some stiff NBA competition that day <laughs> <laughs> is
1: that league started yet Gary
0: <laughs> <laughs> you are a big fan right yeah you know, huh? yeah <laughs> uh, you're the you're you're the one that came up with the phrase you can have next right right getting back to uh the Dolphins packer game
1: and and, and really Gary that that's going to be the biggest one on the schedule because then they have two home games after that they've they've been really good at home just in general under Matt LaFleur but certainly once the weather turns lousy I guess aside from playoff games Gary they've been good in the regular season at home let's say man Gary if they find a way to get by the Dolphins Then, then, then this, you know, thing we're talking about now, keep in mind, they've only won one, one game. That's not a streak yet. That's it's you you don't say one in a row. They've won one (laughs) game. They rallied in the fourth quarter to beat a God awful Chicago team a little over a week ago, 28, 19. Can they get to five? The dolphins are far and away the toughest one on that schedule, Gary. Now Mm -hmm. I don't don't know if you noticed last night and this will be something green Bay and, you know, the rest of the league will be paying close attention to, you know, Tyreek Hill got dinged up a little bit in that game last night there. Miami's unbelievably outstanding wide receiver and and he, and he couldn't play at the end of the game. I I don't know, Gary, if that, if that was quad or hamstring or, or what exactly, but he just, he, he did not have his burst. And, and when you have sprinter speed like Tyreek Hill does and you, you can completely shift the field every time you walk out onto it, man, Gary, he he's as important of a player as anybody they have. Maybe they're most important. He's probably more important than Tua because he just, he changes the dynamic of, of the field. And you saw last night, you know, Tua's numbers went down his last couple of games. Tua has not played particularly well. Now he's had a really good year overall, Gary, and, and the Packers haven't covered in the back end uh, the way I think a lot of us anticipated that they would, but, um, Man, Gary, if if they could find a way to steal one in in Miami, then I then I think they've got a real legitimate shot here to do what we're talking about and, and to make a run for the playoffs. If they lose, Gary, then it's time to see Jordan Love. Then, then you sit Aaron Rodgers down because the best you're doing is eight and nine. You're not getting into the postseason at that point in time. Brian Gutekunst talked to you know the the media actually shockingly Gary last week for the first time in three and a half months. I and, saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my guy Goody. And, uh, well, and what he,
0: what are you getting him for Christmas, by the way?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I don't dislike <laughs> Goody whatsoever. I just I think when. You know, you work for that organization and that franchise that has this type of a a passionate fan base that that likes to think they own the team, Gary, because they buy a worthless piece of paper and hang it on their wall and call themselves stockholders and and they live and die on on every practice squad move that's made through the week. It is nice from time to time to hear from the general manager who's put together that roster, you know, especially in a year, Gary, where they hadn't lived up and haven't lived up or come close to living up to the expectations that were set for them. So yeah. um I, yeah, yeah, think no, I, did, I, I know where you're important.
0: coming from here.
1: Yeah. I, I did think it was really important that, that Guttekun's talked and, and overall Gary, I think he's done fine as, as a general manager. I think all these people screaming for his head or Matt LaFleur's head. are they are, are, they are, are absolute idiots.
0: I I, I agree. yeah Yep. You yep. Just, throw three years what they've done out the window and not consider that. I mean, some of these fans are, are just absolute morons. You know what I mean?
1: Well, what does it stand for? Right. It stands for fanatical. So, um, and that's just what they are, you know, but Gary, they, they pay a lot of money for their ticket and, and they they have every right, I guess, to wherever possible, if they want to have their voice heard, it's, it's, it, it is America. It's their prerogative. But yeah, you know, Ron, Ron Wolf was famous for saying all the time, as soon as I start listening to the fans, I'm going to become one he 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 knows right you, you don't listen to these knuckleheads driving around baraboo or whatever no offense to baraboo that that think they know more than 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 a head coach and a and and, and a defensive line coach and a defensive coordinator and an offensive coordinator and a general manager who are around these guys 100 hours a week right so yeah, yeah no but you know just kind of the greater Point there was, you know, I, I thought it was important for Gutukuns to talk. I, I'm glad he did. You know, he did end, indicate, Gary, if there is another loss, in all likelihood, it will become Jordan Love time. So, to me, Gary, that's, you know, that that that's the big. That's the big one. Assuming they can get by the Rams, which they certainly should on that Monday night. Although I guess with the 2022 Packers, nothing is close to a given. But if they can find a way, Gary, you know, or, or if they do what they're supposed to do and take care of business against the Rams, that game on Christmas in Miami is going to be wild because it's it's going to Green Bay will have to treat Gary like its own Super Bowl. No uh, Miami's going Miami's to be fighting for a playoff position themselves. I mean, Buffalo is taking, taking control of that division and taking control of the conference and, and Miami's lost two in a row and they've slipped back a little bit. So for everybody that doesn't want to talk to aunt Edna and uncle Charlie at Christmas, that, that'll that be a fun <laughs> three hour diversion uh, to, 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 to go find Packers dolphins. Cause that, that, that's going to be one heck of a football game.
0: Did you watch that game? Chargers dolphins? I watched a
1: chunk of it, gearing out all of it. and Yeah. Um, well,
0: what I was going to say.
1: I certainly watched the fourth quarter.
0: Yeah. Well, what I was going to say, though, if I'm Joe Barry, I really pay close attention to what the Chargers did. I, I thought they threw the perfect game plan at the Dolphins. I mean, Tyreek Hill, he was banged up, but he had four catches only. But here's the key to me. Jalen Waddell, who, who can be a game-breaker, a game-changer, he had two catches, and they did a marvelous job on him. And, uh, again, if I, I'm Joe Barry, I just replicate that uh, defensive uh, scheme and see what happens.
1: I'm not sure Green Bay right now has quite the same personnel. You're, you're talking about a Charger team that can really get after quarterbacks, and Green Bay hasn't gotten mm-hmm. after people the same way, Gary, since, since they lost Rashawn Gary, of all people. Um your guy and my guy. I mean, <laughs> the pass rush has been suspect at best, and um, that that was clearly key. But yet, you know, Tua was just out of sync too last night with with a lot of those guys. Wasn't he throwing to spots where he yeah. thought they'd be and they weren't? And 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 again, I don't know if that's an aberration or, or 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 the Chargers get the credit for that, but 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 they were after him pretty hard and pretty good mm-hmm. all night. And and Green Bay is going to have to do the same thing because even though Tua is mobile, Gary. He's not nearly as effective, it doesn't seem to me, at least, at least on the move. He'd, he'd rather be a timing, rhythm type of a quarterback. He's, mm-hmm. he's not this Mahomes-esque guy who can pull pull plays out of his backside. He, he doesn't have a Justin Herbert type of arm, for example. So, yeah, I, I think if everything around him goes well, Tua can be a, a high-level quarterback, uh, he, he's, he's certainly much more than a game manager, which is all I thought he was coming into this season. But I think for the majority of the year, he's proven he's more than that. He can, you know, he can probably be a guy in there between 10 and 12 or 14 or something like that. If you rank the quarterbacks, Gary in the league, but, but I don't think he's going to, you know, be, just because of his size and his stature and, and I don't think he throws the ball particularly well on the run. Um, you know, he, he, he's, he is going to be a guy that if, if you get him off his spot a little bit, you can rattle him. And, and Green Bay is going to have to do that, I think, Gary, in, in that football game. The, the Dolphins don't run it all that well, uh, but but they are pretty good, um, you know, defensively, certainly at home, better than uh, – they've taken a nice jump on, on that side of the ball. Heat's going to be an issue, you would think, Gary, down there in, in, in that game. You know, I bet Miami comes in about a seven-point favorite, and, and Green Bay is going to have to pull one of the bigger upsets of the Matt LaFleur era.
0: If I'm any – Team in, in in any profession, whether it's the NBA, the NFL, Major League Baseball, under ideal circumstances, I fly my team into Miami the day of the game. <laughs> I I can't tell you, Rob, how many teams have lost in Miami because of the nightlife there. You know, I mean, it's, because a it's sec-
1: Saturday night before the Sunday game, exactly. Games, right? it, you it, bet. It, it,
0: the <laughs> nightlife is second to none. Yeah. <laughs> And no matter how these coaches try to, you know, rein in their players, it just doesn't happen. So anyways, so are you saying they're going to win that game? What's, what's your call here?
1: I mean, I certainly think they'll lose, but for, you know, for the, for the sake of this, this discussion let, right, let's, yeah, let's
0: work, move on and say they did okay
1: let's work under the presumption that they find a way here to to get to seven and eight and beat miami that day not you know straight up right now if i had to pick it today i think miami's the better team and they'll win that football game and and that'll be the last last we talk about playoffs for the 2022 packers but gary if they win that game all of a sudden anything and everything is possible
0: oh no question well yeah. the third game in, on this uh schedule here would be a rematch against the Vikings and uh, we all remembered what happened in week one up in Minneapolis and Justin Jefferson, you know, took a step toward going into the hall of fame. I mean, he had, he had just an incredible game and I know Packer fans and you and I were down and how they defended Justin Jefferson, but (laughs) as we have learned since he is one special receiver. I mean, you can make an argument that he's the best in the game, and you know that, that's gonna be a problem, especially you know, if if Stokes isn't there and uh, if they lose anybody else in that secondary. So
1: you would hope Joe Barry comes up with a better game plan to slow down Jefferson this this time around. Now, now it might not be possible. It, I, it, I don't think
0: you know what, Rob, I don't think there's anybody that can come up with a game plan on this dude. You might be
1: right, other than especially. put three people- Right, other than putting three people on him and yeah. just leaving Adam Thielen wide open, right, and yeah, and things like that, and not covering T.J. Hawkinson or something like that. No, it's he—he's unbelievable. I mean, I, I did watch a chunk of that Detroit uh, Minnesota game yesterday, and 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 boy, the Lions are playing great football, and we'll get to that I know shortly, but I, I mean, Gary. They had him sandwiched. They were all over him, and and he set the franchise, you know, reception record and and yardage record or whatever it was yesterday two two twenty five or whatever Jefferson finished that that game with. I mean, he he really is a one man wrecking crew. Gary, you know what's going to be interesting about that game though, and I, I I was thinking about this and looking at this earlier. Minnesota's going to have the North clinched by then. I, mean, I I guess they already do, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. they're, they're not they're not catching Philadelphia you know, like, you know, for the one seed after losing yesterday, they are two games back there. I guess San Francisco has four losses. So there's still a game ahead of San Francisco, but I'm just wondering, you know, if you're Minnesota and you're somehow locked into the two spot going into that game, which they easily could because the only other division winner is going to come from the South. And right now that's six and seven Tampa Bay. So Philly's locked into the one slot which puts Dallas at the five and Minnesota and San Francisco will battle then for that two, three, let's say Minnesota, Gary has the two spot locked up. Yeah. Okay. When they come to Lambeau on, on January one, are they even playing all their people or if they do, are they playing them more than a half? It really will be interesting. That's what we get here late in the year with, with some of this stuff. My guess is they will just to stay sharp, Gary, because the playoffs are still two weeks away, not one week away, I guess. You know, it's not week eighteen. It's it's only week seventeen, but you know they could certainly keep out Gary some of their people who you know are eighty percent, seventy five percent, seventy percent that would clearly play that football game if if it was for a division title, right? If it was for a wild card spot, so all of a sudden you might you might see them down three defensive starters and an offensive lineman and a tight end or something like that that might have normally played Um, now. All things consider, you know, all things even, Gary. I, I like how that game matches up for Green Bay. When when Minnesota has defeated Green Bay um, over over the last few years, and and they actually have more more wins against Green Bay than anybody else by far in the in the division since Lafleur started here. They've been able to hammer away with Dalvin Cook, and and I'm sure that'll be their game plan that day, and they'll they'll pound away with Cook. And Green Bay is going to do everything possible, uh, you know, to take away Jefferson, and and let Thielen beat him or. Um, you know, one of the, one of those other receivers are, like I said, uh, the tight end Hawkinson or something like that. That first game was 23, seven. It might've been a lot different if Christian Watson hauls in that first pass these days, Christian Watson is catching everything. Eight touchdowns, total seven receiving in the last, in the last four weeks, he's as hot as any wide receiver in the foot uh, in football, probably not named, um, Justin Jefferson. So I, I mean, Gary, if, if the Packers find a way past the Rams and dolphins, we know they're going to be playing pretty good football. We we, we mm-hmm. know they're going to be uh, kind of on the apex, kind of peaking here as we get to the end. And and I like them almost under any scenario against Minnesota that day.
0: You beat me to the punch there. I was going to call it the Christian Watson revenge game. <laughs> I like that. I, I fully expect him to have a monster game, and I fully expect Rodgers, if he's still at the helm, to throw it his way all the time. I, I, I'm not convinced, and again, you and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago, that Rodgers didn't pick Christian Watson for the Packers, that that he was the guy. Man, I'll tell you what, is he blossomed though, huh? I mean, if and if that's the case, <laughs> they should make Rodgers assistant GM because whoever did make that call made the hell of a call.
1: Gary, he is completely overhauled and revamped and given their offense looks that it just didn't have and couldn't things it could not do six weeks ago. I mean, the last four games, Gary, they're averaging 27 and a half points a game. You know what they averaged the first nine?
0: First nine? Oh, you and I talked about that ad nauseum. I bet it was probably like 17, 18
1: Exactly what it was. 17. I mean, they're up, they're up 10 and a half, 11 points a game since this Watson emergence here, you know, a month ago in in that Dallas game, 31 against Dallas. They didn't play well against Tennessee 17 that day, but they set a season high in that loss to Philly. You know, people forget that, you know, the, because the defense was so God awful. That day uh, <laughs> against Philadelphia, I, I think Jalen Hurts just scored again. Uh, yeah, no, no, it was AJ Brown. I'm sorry, but the Eagles lit him up for 40. But the Packers had 33 that day, Gary. Is, is
0: your is your car already running to take Joe Barry to the airport?
1: <laughs> I've called an over. I'm not riding. I'm not riding with Joe. <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, Gary. I, I will say this, and, and I, I'm not alone on that island. It's it's me and about 85, 90 percent of the state. Yeah, uh,
0: I think I am on the only one on my island. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, you you stay on that island. You know, it's you need to have allegiances and things you believe in. I stayed on the Graham Mertz Island for three years with Wisconsin football, and I finally jumped off <laughs> a month ago. But you know, there, there there's things you think might happen, and you're passionate about. You know, you yours can be Joe Barry, and and that's out absolutely outstanding to me. To me, the numbers and so much of what Joe Barry tells us that just he doesn't have answers for things. Gary, yeah. I, I I would be very concerned as the head coach, hearing some of the things Joe Barry says, and um, you know, especially to the public. I'm sure Joe Barry uh, says a lot more behind closed doors and tells Matt LaFleur far different things. But you know, when he stands in front of the public and and says he doesn't have answers for certain things, it, it's not a real good look for your, t- no, for your I, I, team. No, I I
0: totally agree. I, I don't think he's the best. Public speaker, and he doesn't, you know, articulate very well. But um, the the only this is the only thing I'm going to say on Joe Barry on this episode is if they would fire him, I hope they have the common sense to bring in. And I think you know where I'm going with this, Rob, a coordinator that runs a four three defense, and and we'll spend some time on an episode down the line uh showing how a four three defense can be very, very effective. So anyways, carry yeah, on. <laughs> no,
1: I, I, I like, I like the thought, Gary, it, it, you know, it, it would be a Lafleur decision and, and, and obviously Kunst with a lot of input on it too, because the tricky part about that is they've spent, you know, the five years of the Brian Gutekunst era and his regime drafting three, four guys, right? Not four, three guys. So you have, to, you have to really, Correct. you have to really scrutinize your roster and say, okay, Who's capable of moving to what spot? Who am I dumping then under that scenario? Right. All you have
0: to do is call me, Rob. I, I'd be more than happy to help him out. <laughs> I uh,
1: we'll will we'll uh, will will we'll send your number uh, at the end of this podcast, Gary, because I'm I, I'm sure Goody and Lafleur are listening to to all 65 minutes or whatever we're going to crank out today.
0: Exactly. I'm sure they're waiting with bated breath. But uh, all right. So
1: let's so, so Gary, just for the, for the, for the fun of this segment, let's say they get by the Rams, Dolphins, and Vikings. Now they're eight
0: and eight. Yeah. Okay. And then they go to. And it's a playoff game home. I, home guess, playoff game. I mean, you know what, who, who in their right mind would have ever thought, okay, the Packers season could come down to the last game against <laughs> the lions.
1: <laughs> I think it's awesome. And it could, Yeah. I mean, the way, the way the lions have played, I think the lions were one and six, weren't they Gary at one point in time? yeah. yeah. They're trying to become the first team in 50 some odd years to start the year five, five and uh, I'm sorry, one and six, and then rally back and make the playoffs. And as, as we're doing this right now, Gary, they're, they're only a game and a half out and they're at the nine seed and, Mm -hmm. and and Gary, Gary, listen to to Detroit's last four games. Okay. Yeah. At the jets who are on a backup or even third string quarterback. I know he's playing fine, but I mean, they're, they're deep down the quarterback channel. I'm, it's going to be a tough game, but it's winnable for them. At Carolina it was a bad football team. Yeah. Home Chicago, who's fighting for the number one pick in the draft, a terrible yep. football team. So they're six and seven. I mean, Gary, at worst, if they go two and one in there, they're eight and eight coming to Green Bay in you know for for the season ender and a chance to get to nine and eight. And under the scenario we just played out, the Packers are hot and they've won four in a row, counting the Bears game, and they're eight and eight. You know, so and and because I do think Washington and the Giants are going to stumble here a little bit. And those are the two teams holding on to the sixth and the seventh seed right now. And if they really stumble, Gary, and fall off the face of the map, all of a sudden we're talking about that Green Bay Detroit winner maybe sneaking in and getting the last playoff spot. How crazy.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, the Lions have played well. And they really haven't had a real effective uh, Jamison Williams, their their top draft pick. That kid is another explosive wide receiver, and he he's only going to get better. And you think like, oh, my goodness, three or four weeks from now, he'll be coming to Lambeau, and he's going to be a handful.
1: Well, Sam Brown's already a handful. Josh Reynolds is a nice player, right? Yeah. Um DJ Chark's a decent player.
0: Chark like, was a great pickup for them. Yep. I mean, great pickup. Yep.
1: Like, like, like you said, I mean, Williams' first catch yesterday, first career catch goes for a touchdown. Um, they've got playmakers all over the field, which is, you know, why all of a sudden Jared Goff looks like a top 15 or top 12 quarterback again, and and why they're talking that he can be the long-term answer. And Gary, how about a and and, and I and I loved. You know, I loved the pick when they when they took the Alabama kid in the draft last year, I mean, because Detroit Detroit realized they they weren't a Super Bowl team this season, and it, it, they were probably going to be lucky. I'm sure they felt internally to be a 500 team, um yeah. and, and and I think they'll wind up being about that. But even that, I think, is going to exceed a lot of a lot of people's expectations. You know, but but they took that and and kind of said, well, it's almost going to be like a redshirt year, and, yes. and by 2023 you know, that combination with St. Brown was, was going to be as good as, you know, the overwhelming majority in football. Uh, and they filled in with some complimentary parts. And And now Gary, think about this. Not only is Detroit going to have its own first round draft pick, which let's call it somewhere in the, you know, 15 to 18 range, the way it yeah. sets up today, maybe 12 to 18. They have the Rams first round pick also. <laughs>
0: yeah, I know. I know. On,
1: yeah. Flippin' believable. That's going to be a top five, Gary.
0: Yeah, probably top three. You know, maybe Patrick,
1: Patrick. all stemming yet back to the Matthew Stafford trade. I mean, you could make a case right now. And again, the 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 Rams, the Rams are fine. Everything that happened to them was wonderful last year. They won the Super Bowl. They went all in. They made all these trades for the Jalen Ramses and the Matthew Staffords of the world, and it paid off. They won a Super Bowl. But you could certainly argue today, Gary, this could be hard for me to say because you know my love for Matthew Stafford. Yours and mine. Detroit might have the better quarterback than the Rams.
0: We'll, we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, yeah,
1: you can make the case, I'm saying. It's oh, crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's no, crazy no, that I, the case could be made.
0: I, I totally concur. So, no, that that last game could be an unbelievable game. I mean, how it's shaping up. So You know,
1: Gary, ticket tickets at Lambeau the last month have you know, just have just plummeted. If, if, if you ever want to see a green Bay game, this has been the year to do it when, when they faced the Titans. Now Dallas was a little different because it was McCarthy coming back, back home and stuff like that. But the Titans was the big one. And as people looked ahead into the month of December, the Rams, the lions, things like that ticket brokers were saying, you know, they were going for 50% of face and all that kind of stuff, just yeah. because green Bay was in the midst of such a, such a miserable season. And again, Green Bay hasn't done much yet, Gary. We're, we're, we're talking a lot of hypotheticals. Um, all they've done is improve themselves from four and eight to five and eight. But, uh, you know, uh, tickets, I think, are going to be a steal for the most part through, through the majority of the month, Gary. But all of a sudden, if we get to that week 18 and it's Packers-Lions and there's a playoff berth at stake, now that's going to be a pretty hot ticket all of a sudden. That game and that day is going to turn into a heck of a lot of fun.
0: You know Rob I I think uh Monday night is probably going to be in the teens and there's going to be snow. Oh, it, it's going to be interesting to see what kind of crowd they have. I, you know though they'll, they'll have a great crowd. They always do, well, you know. Of course they do. Gary yeah. Gary I say this all the time.
1: The the funniest thing I ever hear commentators say is, you know, it's let's say it's early fourth quarter and it's Either the Packers are winning thirty to ten or losing thirty to ten, right? In a home game, and the commentators will say something like, "Well, nobody has left. Nobody has left Lambeau Field yet." Gary, where are they going? Right? (laughs) Everything in town is closed. (laughs) Oh, it's 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 comical to me, but yes, it. uh, Yeah, I, I mean, they'll pack the place. It's a it's a great opportunity, you know, for 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 the fan base to to have a fun. Fun Monday leading into it, and we know what I what I mean by fun. It's going to be an exciting, uh, oh. exciting. Day. They'll they'll fill the place, Gary, and it, it's a chance to keep their season alive.
0: Oh no question. Hey uh, Rob, we're going to the fourth quarter here of our podcast, and uh, I, I just want to get some quick hits. We don't have to expound on it at sure. length, but uh, the first one is uh, the other day, Matt Lafleur came out and he came out pretty forcefully and said that. He, quote, absolutely, unquote, wants Aaron Rodgers back. Uh, Your reaction to that comment?
1: Take everything, Gary, for a grain of salt right now is is my comment. What's he going to say at the podium when asked? That he doesn't want him back? Right. Yeah.
0: I mean, if it was my dick and he might.
1: <laughs> well, that, that's a good point. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, if,
0: no, if, I, 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 you're, you're absolutely correct.
1: If he's a 1980s baseball manager, he just says whatever's on his mind. Right. Yeah. yeah. I miss those yeah. old guys, the Earl Weavers of the world. Um, no, he, uh, of course, that's what he's going to say at this point in time. Listen, th- this is bigger than Matt LaFleur. There, there's a reason Aaron Rodgers, the week of the Bears game, kind of dropped that nugget, Gary, where for, for the media to jump in on. Uh, you know, where he said there has to be mutual interest for him to come back in 2023. He's already kind of throwing that throwing that line out there a little bit. So, Gary, it, it, it's going to be tricky. Let's see how the year plays out and, and finishes. Uh, we, we all know they've got to make a decision on Jordan Love. Jordan Love's not going to want to sit for a fourth season, Gary. We know that. So I'm sure that's something Brian Gutekunst is wrestling with. Um, you know, do you trade the guy and, and get draft compensation back? And then all of a sudden watch him go to a team like Atlanta or Carolina and, and turn into a, a Pro Bowl quarterback? Or, or do you get the band back together for one more year with Aaron Rodgers And if that does happen, Gary, there's going to be some just some monstrous difficulties salary cap wise. And we'll get into that in February and stuff like that. It's Gary. No, no, you know, even with Rogers back next year, I don't think it's I don't think it's close to a Super Bowl roster. At some point, you got to cut bait. I'm sure that's what they're wrestling with uh, internally but you know Matt LaFleur saying he wants him back is is obviously no surprise. He's not going to stand he's not going to stand at that podium and say, "Yeah, you know what, Aaron's got four games left and and then you know, and then I'm going to, you know, get him a box of cigars and, you know, and and a nice watch and pat him on the back and tell him well, thanks." Don't
0: forget for the bottle of scotch. <laughs> That's right. Aaron's a
1: scotch guy, right? We, because we know he can't finish a beer, Gary.
0: Oh boy. <laughs> You know, Rob, the meds you're on, you're going to have to pass along. <laughs> there are no meds, my man. Okay, is, you so know me you. well
1: enough by now.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, again, <laughs> we we got a lot of time before we have to address that Rogers situation. Uh, that, that that is going to be, if not the biggest story in the NFL, it's going to be one of them. And I got a feeling this thing's going to be talked about for what the next four or five months.
1: Oh yeah. Well. Yes. I mean, it's, it's, it's gotta be figured out by the end of February, but, but if they're going to move on from them, Gary, they may not trade them till June, but there's no, going to have to be, exactly. just, just, and again, I won't bore the, the podcast listeners right now, you know, but just due to salary cap reasons they, they, they probably couldn't trade them until June one. And uh, you know, but Gary, they're, they're going to have to have some kind of answers from Rogers and figure it out themselves you know, way before free agency hits, and then uh, certainly before the draft ever arrives.
0: Yeah, the the other uh, quick topic I, I wanted to address was uh, the NFL season is, is heading towards the finish line, and give me two things that have really stood out. One of mine, believe it or not, was the Stafford situation in, in Los Angeles that you just talked about two or three minutes ago. And uh, you're absolutely right. I, I I think the Rams are elated they won the Super Bowl and made the trade. But Jared Goff, and and you and I talked about this a little bit last year. We we thought he was much maligned that he didn't deserve all the criticism that he that he's gotten. But you know what? The the Lions have put in some pretty good pieces around him, and uh, in in the last month or so, he has looked absolutely great. And uh, I don't see any reason why they would uh, invest a high draft pick in a quarterback.
1: No, he, I mean, he's, pro- well, he's proven he can win. I mean, he took a team to a Super Bowl. Maybe he can't be the ultimate winner. And I guess that's what they're going to have to figure out. And that's why the Rams obviously made the trade. They didn't think he was quite good enough to get them over the hump in the biggest moment, right? Possible, but you're yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. know
0: what? And I, and I totally agree with that as well. I think McVeigh's ego is such that, they had to find a scapegoat. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And, and that was the guy. You know, Goff, I, I think he's thrown, Rob, 22 touchdown passes, seven interceptions, okay? Stafford this year before he, you know, left the field. Right. good Right. Ten touchdowns, eight interceptions. Yeah. Goff, Goff is 28 years old. Stafford's going to be 33 in February. So –
1: no, yeah. I mean it's crazy. And if you're Detroit too, Gary, uh, the expectations probably and you know and and maybe the long term goals are slightly different than what the Rams ever had. The Rams were on the you know on the doorstep of a Super Bowl championship. I mean, the Lions, Gary, get to the playoffs once a decade. Yeah. So um, you know, just getting to the postseason, you know, the Lions are kind of like the Brewers. Just getting to the playoffs is 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 one heck of a joy ride and a thrill. For, for them and, and golf's good enough to get you there, Gary, especially if you surround them with enough really high mm-hmm. level pieces. So that's been a really interesting storyline. I'll mm-hmm. give I'll give you a of mine, Gary yeah. right now
0: Yeah.
1: is, you know, just, just that. And, and you touched on it slightly with the Rams and they, they're certainly in the category here. And so are, so, so is green Bay, but then you throw into like Tampa Bay and Denver, right? These teams with all world quarterbacks that we thought of teams mm-hmm. that we, you know, teams that we anticipated winning 11, 12, 13, 14 games this year, uh, just in general in, across the board. And and I would make the case Tampa Bay's been every bit as disappointing as Green Bay. The Rams have probably been more disappointing than either of those teams. And Denver might be the most disappointing team in football. I mean, they'll fire the head coach here in, in three weeks. It's My it's, guy it's, is
0: going to be unemployed pretty soon. Your,
1: your guy he might be <laughs> back with Matt LaFleur next year. We'll see. You know um, what? That,
0: w- that would be awesome. I'd be in favor of that. I think, you know what, in hindsight, that might be his role. That it may be. be. Yep. Yeah. Anyways, not,
1: not everybody is born, kind of born to be number one, right? And exactly, and and, and, exactly. and run the show. And maybe that's perfect for Nathaniel Hackett to fall back in into that role. But you know, Gary, teams, we thought again back in August that we're going to have be super, legitimate Super Bowl contenders, and. Uh, you know, win divisions and have players on their roster. These these quarterbacks, you know, the Russell Wilsons, the Rogers, the 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 Staffords, the Tom Brady's challenge for for MVPs. I mean, it, it's unbelievable, Gary. Tampa's Tampa's a game under five hundred. Green Bay's three under five hundred. I think the Rams are four and nine, right? So they're five games under five hundred. And what does Denver have, Gary? Do they have three wins. Are they three and ten? So they're seven under. I mean. These teams that we thought would probably be playing in the divisional round, you know, have just had miserable seasons. And and we know how the league works, Gary every single year so what is it 14 teams a season make the playoffs you can almost right from scratch say okay seven from last year aren't going to make it this year it's just it's crazy how the league works but those aren't the teams that I would have picked from last year Gary you know these no. you know the the Tampa bays the Rams the Packers etc you know some of these powerhouses in in the league that that have fallen flat on their face to me has been a huge story inside the league.
0: You know, and, and the other thing that has kind of stood out for me in regards to the NFL this season is Jalen Hurts. And you and I talked about this maybe three or four weeks ago and how he's really improved, and nobody, you know, expected this. But that dude has not only improved dramatically from a year ago, I, to me, he is the front runner for the MVP award. I mean, he's having an insane season. His team has the best record in football. He's excelled. He's thrown 23 touchdowns. And get this, just three interceptions. And then you throw this on top of it. He's got 10 rushing touchdowns and nearly 700 yards. I mean, right? to, to, to me, that that's got MVP written all over it.
1: And every time you say things like that, Gary, I want to cry because in my biggest money fantasy league, as I, (laughs) as I sat there on draft night, I had a choice between him and Kyler Murray at one point in time. And, and I'm usually a guy who makes my pick in about five seconds, but I used all 90 seconds or whatever it was before (laughs) making, before making the dreadful mistake of taking Mr. Kyler Murray.
0: Well, I I don't know if it's dreadful. I, I, I mean, I probably would have done the same thing. And I think most people would have, I mean, Yeah. I mean, nobody saw this coming,
1: right? No, no, nobody did. And I I will say this though, Gary, two years ago, if you remember Green Bay hosted Philly late in the year, and it was the last time I think Carson Wentz uh, was relevant for the Eagles. And he was in the middle of a terrible night and they replaced him with Hertz and, and Hertz gave, I remember that night, Gary Hertz gave the Eagles a spark. And, and I certainly didn't think he was going to turn into an MVP level kind of player, but I remember that night thinking to myself, he's much better than Carson Wentz a and he's going to have a chance to be a decent starter b um and when he came out of alabama and and then whatever it was it was at oklahoma right from there cuz yeah. uh, he bounced yeah. around i did not think he was an nfl starting quarterback i really didn't because you even remember before the draft there were a lot of people uh, a lot of scouts that were saying yeah he's he's a wide receiver or he's going to be this instead right he's a gadget guy this or that not everybody was sold on him gary as is a quarterback oh, and absolutely. Uh, I mean, he is he has turned into clearly one of the five best inside the league at at this point in time. And uh, boy, Gary, you know, kind of along that theme and and those lines, the young quarterbacks in in this league are just blowing my mind and kind of blowing me away. Yes. The, the, you know, the guys that are 25 and younger type of a range, right? The Josh Allen's. I mean, Patrick Mahomes to me remains the best player in football, and, and it's not even close, but Mahomes – Allen, Joel Burrow has proved that, you know, he's every bit as good as any top five quarterback in the league. You know, you mentioned Hurts. We watched Justin Herbert last night, who's just got a freaking cannon mm-hmm. uh, from an arm and, and, and he and he can run around and single handedly win you a football game. He reminds me a lot of Brett Favre. Boy, Gary, there are. There are some 25-year-old quarterbacks that are going to keep this. I mean, the, league, the league's always going to be unbelievable because the league's the league. But these quarterbacks and, and the rivalries they're going to establish here in the next four, five, six years, bumping into each other in the playoffs, especially that AFC, Gary, where it's Burrow, Mahomes, and Allen. Oh, my God, are we going to have and, a fun January?
0: And the guy that I really like a lot, and I think it's just inevitable that he's going to be a star, is Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, and, you know he, he's only in his second year, but man, is he had some monster games this season already. So you're spot on. Some some just phenomenal, phenomenal young quarterbacks.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I said, I I think the league's in great hands, and um, you know if, if if you're looking, you know if if you're looking for really interesting storylines that have come out of 2022, I you know I didn't even I didn't even mention Lamar Jackson there. I, yeah. I'm not sure. Another one, any of us fully know exactly even 45 years in exactly what he is. But, but uh, no, the, 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 the way, uh, the way this is trending, Gary, we're uh, we're setting up for, you know, one heck of a remarkable, remarkable January. I said at the start chiefs, 49ers, um, and maybe old Mr. Brock Purdy's going to make it happen for me with those, those 49ers, but I, I'm staying with that for now.
0: I'm staying with the chiefs, Rob. (laughs) I'm not staying with my other prediction.
1: (laughs) Oh, Gary, I take that back. I, I, I misspoke. I took the bills, didn't I? Back in August. I I went, Uh, I I went, I went bills. You know, I actually would take the chiefs right now over the bills. I like how they're playing better, but I did. I took the bills, 49ers. And, uh, Boy, Gary, you want to talk about a team with resiliency. The 49ers are down to that third quarterback, and and they've been beat to nonsense all year. They were down half that defense six weeks ago, a month ago, and, and they're in the middle of just just demolishing everybody right now. Um, what a roster that is, right?
0: Yeah. Hey, uh, which reminds me the 49ers. We'll make this real quick. If you were the Packers and you could get Jimmy Ward during the offseason, would you do it? Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, uh, ditto. know, but, we'll but, talk but again, about that more down the road, but yeah, but again, but again
1: Gary, I mean, and, and I wrote about this a couple of weeks ago, Green Bay is going to, the way it sits today, Green Bay is already 5 million over the salary cap exactly. heading into next, next off season yeah, or into yeah. the, into, into, into the, into the next uh, new calendar year. So, I mean, if, if Green Bay pull, you know, pull something off uh, where they can find a way to, you know, sign a Jimmy Ward and they'd have to pay him a lot of money. I mean, Gary, they're going to, they're going to have to clear 30, $40 million off the books.
0: Yeah, yeah, no. All right, so anything else you want to uh, touch upon, or otherwise, we're going to call it a wrap.
1: Yeah, no, I just, uh, you know, kind of back to our initial theme. I, 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 I and, and the Packers will get together here again midweek. But typically, the way this stuff works, Gary, you know, especially this late in the year, you get a week off to recharge the batteries and and and, and get things going again. The Packers should come back healthy and fresh, and you know, all of a sudden, these guys that were kind of fringe you know, fringe a week or two ago, the Romeo dubs of the world. You'll see him next Monday night against the Rams. Um, you know, people like that guys that needed just that extra few days or extra week to get healthy. Uh, it, I, I would expect green Bay is going to come back from this. Uh, you know, Gary, after the bye week this 15 day hiatus, uh, as as healthy as they've been in a long, long time. Um, they got a lot of help on the bye week from teams that were ahead of them along the way. The, the, like we said, the Seahawks, the Giants, people like that. I, I, I would think if I Matt LaFleur and I see the next time I see the team, um, which what, what should have been today for a brief meeting, That should have been a pretty euphoric locker room because that all of a sudden, Gary, these these Packers do have a little bit of life and a little bit of a chance. And and you would have said after those back to back losses against the Titans and the Eagles that, you know, pull the plug on these guys, it's over. Um, I I know the odds are low, Gary. But, but again, I don't think it's far-fetched. I don't think it's over. I, I, I guess I would close with that, Gary, that I still think you're going to get at least two, maybe you know, maybe even three or four weeks of, of really exciting, not just Packer football, but, but, but the fun of watching what's going on with, with some of these other teams that you're chasing, like the Giants and, and Washington and, and Seattle and Detroit. It, it, it shapes up to still, to me, Gary, be a pretty fun final month.
0: Rob, good stuff. Thanks for uh, stopping by. Really appreciated it. And uh, I also want to thank our listeners. Take care and all the best. For more sports news, check back every Tuesday for our latest show. You can also follow Gary on Twitter at Gary Wuffle and Wufflespressbox.com.